Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Winchester Radio. Thanks for tuning in. This is Becky. We have a special guest with us today. We've got Ruth Connell, who plays Rowena on Supernatural. And as usual, when we have a guest, we will not be taking call-ins, but feel free to tweet us any questions that you might have for Ruth. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, (laughs) All right, uh, Ruth, um, how were you approached for the role of Rowena? Oh, say that again. How were you approached for the role of Rowena? Well, I wasn't approached <laughs> at all. No, and uh, you've got to really fight for these chances and these TV shows to get seen. And um, I hadn't um, had uh, many auditions at all in Los Angeles. I was really struggling to get in the room, as we say. So um, a friend of mine actually sent me the breakdown of Rowena. And when I saw it, I said to her, you know, if I can't get seen for this, there's no point in me being in America. And uh, so I kind of went all out to get seen for Rowena. I, you know, I pursued my agent. I got in touch with an agent in Canada. I put all my clips in a reel. And, I did, you know, I was going to go to the ends of the earth to get seen for this role. And then at the end of the day, um, UDK, the casting office, just called me in for a normal audition through the normal submission process with my agent. So, you know, there is some there is some justice in the world. You know, you sometimes do get seen for parts uh, that, that you are right for. Um, so that was the hardest thing was to, to you know to get in the room. And um, did you uh, when you uh, applied when you uh, auditioned for the role? Did you know it would be Crowley's mother, or did they sometimes you know they like to no. cover up the spoilers? No, they they gave me um, three pages uh, of sides, we call it, and um, I they they masked the names and kind of switched certain things around. But I was guessing it was something to do with him, and so I went back and I when I was looking at different episodes and things, I definitely saw the episode with Gavin, and I thought his Scottish accent was really good. Uh, I've since made friends with him; we bumped into each other. Um, Theo, the actor who plays Gavin, uh, we bumped into each other at a party in, in West Hollywood, and uh, so we're now pals, and I told him how good his, his Scottish accent was. Um, I think he has a Scottish relative. I knew he, he had to because his accent was very convincing. So I had guessed it was something to do. I thought maybe I would be Gavin's mum. I didn't guess that I was going to be uh, Crowley's mum. Uh, you three will have to do a convention together, you and Mark and Theo, and and so we could do a, get a whole yeah. Crowley family photo op. That would be awesome. I, I think they're working on that. Um, there oh, was, that was talk great. about the yeah, yeah, and I know Julie, um, Caitlin Brown, who um, looks after me for conventions. She looks after Mark as well. I know that's something that they are aware of um, that the fans would would like to do, and it'd be great to get Theo um, roped in. For sure, I know Mark and I. We did some pictures together at Asylum just two weeks ago, so that mm-hmm. was fun. <laughs> some family pictures. Uh, it was good, and uh, it was good to work with Mark in that way. He's so experienced at the cons. You know, he's so good at it and so good with with everyone. So it was it was interesting to see him in action 
in that situation. Awesome. And when you first uh, started getting into the role, um, did you know that Rowena's, at what point were you approached and told Rowena's part in the story was going to expound so much, or is it just something that evolved gradually as you just kept getting scripts? Um, okay, so initially um, I was booked for an episode with two pinned, if you know what that means, you know, like two probably in mind. And I I had a feeling, like I, I, I think the, the writers and the producers, you know, probably wanted a character that would recur more than that. But I think, you know, you have to see how the actor does in the situation, you know, how how they work with the other people, you know, does it work? And, you know, it's all in theory on the script until people actually get up and say it, you know. You know, will it work? I mean, how will the fans respond? You know, does it tie in with the bigger storylines? So, I mean, I, I I had a I had an instinct it would it would be more than just those three, and I think they wanted it to be more than three. But I really I'm so incredibly uh, I'm just so happy and so delighted that it's turned into twelve, you know, and to be in the season finale, it was you know that it's really been um, one of those dream jobs. It's just everything's superseded my expectations, you know, everything's been more than and better than I could have hoped for and. And obviously, you've seen the season finale now, so I'm not dead yet. I'm sorry if anybody's listening to but I'm not dead yet. So, yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, Rowena turned in out to be quite a fan favorite. Um, oh, I'm that's... so grateful. I'm. It means everything to me that, you know, the messages I get on Twitter and on Tumblr and Facebook, I try and read them all. Um, I, I try and at least acknowledge um, maybe I like things or I try and see everything and it's just been overwhelming the, the response. You know, we, we're only doing it for the fans. You know, without the fans, the show doesn't exist. Um, so it's it's great that they're getting behind um, Rowena and it's good to have a woman in the mix, I think. <laughs> That's just my preference. But I, I think it's great that, you know, that um, she can maybe, you know, um, be in the mix with the guys in a big way. Definitely. And we do, you know, we have female characters that come in and out and mm. it was good to have a character that not only was, you know, not technically a regular, but for all intents and purposes, a regular. And also it be a character like Rowena's just a delicious character to watch. And you play her with such this line of, of evil and glib that just really comes across really well. So it's been a lot of fun to see her her evolution throughout the season and we're all as mm-hmm. everybody's looking forward to seeing what is gonna get done with her next year. Yeah, I mean I, I can't wait. I have no idea. I have no idea at all. And I mean I'm it's my dream, you know, to be in it uh, to be in next season in a big way, but I you know, I don't know what the writers have in mind. You know, you can turn around one minute in Supernatural and you're dead the next. Uh, so I, you know, everything's, a, <laughs> everything's a bonus from here, but I would love to have a, a big arc next year, uh, sorry, next season and um, this year. But I, you know, I, everything's a bonus from this point because I've been so lucky to have as much as I've had. Um, I had a, a quick question about the finale. Um, and this may just be because I'm just too stupid to figure it out. <laughs> Um, Rowena, okay. 
I hope, I hope I know the answer. If it's difficult to figure out, I hope I know the answer. <laughs> uh, um, it seemed like Rowena just kind of magicked her way out of the shackles. Um, were, was Rowena, do you think she was able to do that the whole time? Or I, Well, I have my theory, and I, I hope I don't speak out of turn, because sometimes you find out things later on in a further script that sheds light. Um, my theory is that she knew this would blast the mark off and there would be a big blast, which is what happened. Okay. And my theory is that I, that, that I would have my eye on that prize, that that was potentially a thing that could happen. It could blow the iron off because I'm powerless because I'm in the iron chains. And so I had a, in my mind's eye, when I was throwing the, the hair and the different ingredients in the pot and, you know, I'm staring at, at Crowley and and, and Castell looking at me and I, you know I I'm fully intending to take the mark off, but at the back of my head, especially with what's happened and um, with Oscar, I'm hoping that, that the blast will, will do that. I do think that was in my my intentions. It's, it's not it wasn't in black and white, but so it's just my interpretation. Um, but in my mind's eye, I was like definitely there was a chance I was going to make an escape here uh, and, uh, you know, my master plan, you know, to, to put the attack dog spell on Misha to kill Crowley. I think, you know, I, I think that that was all swimming about in my consciousness for sure um, as a possibility. That's how I like to think of it. Um, does, that, does that answer your question? <laughs> that does. That does answer it. Um, real quick. Um, I, Jay Gruska, I may be pronouncing it wrong, Gruska, Gruska, one of the uh, musical uh, composers for the show, has just tweeted and said, no question, just a statement for Ruth. She is the coolest, though we haven't met yet. I'm thrilled when she's in oh, one of my episodes. Oh, my God, that's so cool. And, and, when, and you said there's the composer, the composer music? Is that what you said? Yes, Jay yeah. Gruska, we have Christopher Leonard, and that was Jay. Well, you know, I, I have to say, watching the episodes back, especially, you know, when I'm in the ADR sessions and I can see it's amazing the difference when there isn't the score compared to what they do. And I have to say, I nicked a clip um, from one of the episodes from my show reel, you know, for your acting reel, your demo reel, I think you call it in, in America. And I can't tell you, they put in this little bit of kind of cheeky calypso music um off of one of my looks that I made to Crowley in a, in a previous previous episode and just the humor it's what made the moment was the, the kind of, dun, 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 the kind of <laughs> so they do end up a brilliant <laughs> job is what I'm waffling on about they do an amazing job and it's not always noticed um because you know it, it, it's doing its job and, and it's supporting the action and telling the story but without being totally in your face so they do have a fantastic job I think oh I agree the music really it just from you know the the compositions that they create to the music that they choose um, for mm. scenes. It it oh, yeah. just really yeah. really makes the show. Mhm mhm. I love the it's the humor. I feel like they they really they can pick that out. <laughs> they can help us. <laughs> they can help us do our <laughs> job better. For sure. Um, you mentioned um, that on online you you try to interact as much as you can. Um, and mm. you do one of the things that we appreciate as fans is uh, that you watch along with us. So 
mm-hmm. now that you've gotten into the show and you've, you know, you've tweeted even episodes that you're, you haven't been in and watched along with us. Um, what about the show has kept you engaged as a viewer? So being on both sides. Wow. That's a really good question. I'm, I suppose I'm a little bit addicted to it now as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I mean, I got up this um, this week. I'm in Scotland just now, and so I was I had matchsticks in my eyes. Um, my idea was to maybe set my alarm and get up at half past four and tweet at five. But as it was, I I stayed up till three in the morning, three thirty, tweeting the show, and it's just so much fun. To, to join in and you know I've got William Shatner has tweeted me a couple of times and some you know the, one of the most fun times I've had was when I was tweeting the show and Misha and I were watching the show in Jared's trailer and we're picking his nose on screen I mean honestly that was one of the, the most fun times I've had uh so I, I suppose I suppose like other people it's not just watching the show and seeing what's on screen it's joining in um, being part of that the community, I suppose, in that way, I think it's one of the reasons I'm an actor. I, I like being an, you know, with theatre especially. It's nice to be in a company to work with other people. So I think that's one of the things that keeps me keeps me going. It's not just um, how good the show is and watching the performances and just being nosy, you know, seeing what other actors are doing, <laughs> seeing what I think, you know, seeing if I can pick up any little tricks, and you know, also keeping up to date with the storyline and. And I just, you know, I thought that the scene, um, this last episode was when Dean was going to uh, chop Sam's head off. I mean, uh, well, that's what I was visualizing. You know, Jared broke my heart, honestly. That that bit, I just, he really moved me. And so I watch it for all the reasons the fans watch it, I suppose. What has been your favorite episode of this season? Hmm. I suppose uh, it's sometimes you know, you read scripts and you think one thing's going to be one thing on the page and it's different in reality. I, a big episode for me was the one called Inside Man, um, which was written by Andrew Gabb and directed by my friend Rashad, um, who that was his first time directing Supernatural. We met. He was watching the show. He was watching Bob Singer direct my first speaking episode, you know, so we both started at a similar time, you know, we're the newbies. And so that was a big episode for me. And um, I felt like I had a lot to do in it. And it was the episode, I think, where um, Jensen bent me over the bar and I was naked and there was all kinds of stuff. And <laughs> that, that's a very <laughs> memorable one. Um, but I've loved them all. I, I, I love them all. They all feel so different because most episodes, it's a different director. Um, and in the last few episodes, I've got to work you know, with Nisha, with Felicia. I mean, I never thought that was going to happen. That was a bonus. And I, I, I will admit that I've forgotten my lines twice. I don't mean forgotten, but you, you blank sometimes. So twice I've blanked. Once was when I was <laughs> 11 o'clock at night. And I mean, you know, that scene at the bar and I just was looking in his, his green eyes and I was like, um, I blanked then. And I, I will admit that I blanked a little bit with Felicia and Misha. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm acting in, in a scene with the two of them. And I said to them, so I'm very on, I'm very, I like to be on top of the words and I'm very well rehearsed usually. And, and I said to them, well, I'm not normally this flaky. I'm really sorry. And they, they both gave me a hug. We, we had a group hug. 
and actually the photographer I think at that point said oh do that again and I think there's a shot just afterwards where it's Misha and Felicia and I and I think we're called it a ginger a ginger sandwich or something I think that that was on Twitter I think oh, a yeah, lot of people yeah. saw that oh yeah. yeah so that was just that was just that yeah. moment yeah a few moments after that <laughs> You, um, Rowena has had some amazing lines through this season. Has there been one line that just really sticks out in your mind as being your favorite? Uh, I mean, I, I love, I love the line. Um, of course, you had a father. You were just conceived during a winter solstice orgy, and it's not like I was taking notes. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of information in that one line, isn't there? Um, and I love the line as well, you know, now do you understand why it breaks my heart to see what a colossal, and it was, can I say, I don't know, can I say the P word on, on, on this? Uh, but I said numna instead, because um, of the censors. You know, that was from my audition side, that line as well. So that was particular, you know, a particularly fond moment. Um, but you're right, there's so many I get given um, so many and sometimes I don't realise how, how good the line is until um, the fans re- react to it because of maybe the, the influences um, and to the past and to the other characters and you know, sometimes I don't I'm, the fans kind of let me know sometimes what the best lines <laughs> are uh, and I, I, I enjoy seeing that on Twitter and on Tumblr especially the gift, you know, the moments that they pick out um, they become my favourite moments as well because I see it through the fans' eyes. Uh, it's not you're not always aware so those will be the moments or the lines that are picked out. But so it's interesting to see that afterwards. I think my favourite line reading personally from you uh, was just the scene where Sam calls and wakes you up. Um, we talked about it on the podcast for that episode, and mm. you're looking at the phone and you say it's a bit early. I just for some reason that <laughs> that's my favourite. I love that. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it was written. Um, it's a bit early. I'm over 300 years old. Beauty sleep isn't optional. And um, I, I think it became when when I was in the bed rehearsing it. Um, it is that real Scottish thing where you know, I think I think maybe the script said it's a little early. And um, in Scotland, we go, it's a bit early. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of. Uh, <laughs> You know, and I think yeah, it's that that maybe slightly came came out um, of you know of the actual situation that we were in, but that was fun. Um, that whole episode was fun, and uh, yeah, it's just I, you're right. I get given some great lines to say, and it's, every single honestly, every line is adds to the plot or adds to the comedy or adds to the pathos. I think the writers do an amazing job. I'm fans, but I'm a big fan of writers anyway. Um, but I think I love the guys in the, the show and. And Eugenie as well. I think they do an amazing job. Nicole. I mean, I, I, yeah, there's so many writers. They're, they're amazing. Uh, from Twitter, um, Doctorus10SPN wants to know, how difficult was it to recite the spells in Latin, especially in the finale? Well, that finale, the sum su mima sen ramu, all that stuff is... Um, Oh gosh, I've just forgotten. My mind's going blank. I don't know if it's from the Congo. Uh, it's from somewhere else. I had a line of Polish. But, um, I don't think it eventually ended up. It took me a week to learn that line. And then there was all the Latin. So I think I was speaking, uh, I think I spoke four different languages in that episode. So it did actually take me 
every every night I would sit down um, and and work on it so that I'm not having to think about it when I'm doing it in on the set. You know what I mean? So your brain doesn't have to. So it's like second nature when it comes out. So the the Latin, I actually did it at school, and I honestly can't remember. I remember like six words from school <laughs> from the whole time I studied it. Uh, Jared, I think, studied it at school as well. Um, but he's, I think he remembers a lot more than I do. So it does take work. Um, but once once it's in me, um, like learning a song almost, um, then I don't think about it when I'm on set. So I, I do. It does take a bit of a bit of effort. But then you know you just get used to it, and then hopefully you're thinking about the intention behind what you're doing rather than actually saying Latin. It's quite funny. We get a guy. We've got a guy who records it for us, and um, he, on the tape he's very clear, and he'll say "nihil," <laughs> or or the you know. The, or so, the, so I remember the, the the one, the African one, I think it was, um, "sumsu mima then ramu," and uh, it's quite difficult not to impersonate the person <laughs> on, on the tape. <laughs> That's something I have to be a little bit conscious of. It makes me laugh when I hear them. It's quite fun. <laughs> uh, you're you're one of the few actors who's gotten to work with both Jared and Jensen as well as Mark and Misha. Uh, not many yeah. people who come on the show get to work with all four. Um, what what you know? What's it been like working with everybody on the show? Well, I said um, I was in the makeup and hair trailer, and um, Jared came in, and at that point we hadn't worked together, but we knew we had an upcoming episode. And so I don't know, I can't remember what number that would be in the season. And um, I was like, Jared, I can't believe I'm going to get to work with you. I've just been, you know, I've been stuck in a dungeon with Mark. <laughs> and like, oh, we just heard you only wanted to work with Mark. We just, you know, we were just leaving you down there, and uh, it's, you know, it's it's been. It's been brilliant. Uh, they're all so different. And you've, I understand you've had Misha on the show and you've had Jensen on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they were they good fun? Did they, did they still oh, around? yeah. Oh, definitely. Misha, when Misha was on the podcast, he was a little under the weather. So he, was, he wasn't feeling very good, but he was still great. Still naughty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and and, you, and you've since, been doing since he wasn't feeling well, he was he was he was serious, Misha, and it was weird. Oh, oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing that, Misha. <laughs> um, but you, you've been doing this since since the third season, is that right? Yeah, we've been podcasting mm-hmm. since the third season. And how many episodes have you done? How many podcasts have you done? We do. We've every wow. every yeah, yeah every we do almost. We've had to skip wow. a couple episodes for like personal reasons every now and then, but it's very we rare to that go we back. skip an episode. Yeah, and we um, we've also during the summer we we've podcasted for the first and season first two seasons that we missed. We've done special podcasts. Right. For those oh my god! So there's there's not actually a minute of Supernatural that you haven't seen or commented on or. Oh no, we're all very opinionated about the show, and usually, you know, occasionally we'll have a guest, but more often than not, it's just uh, us and uh, our other co-host who couldn't make it today. Susan, just mm-hmm. um, it's kind of just like listening to three friends. It's like if you just, you know, were to call your friends after the episode and talk about it. And, we're and very they, yeah, and they have filtered. 
yeah. Just like three friends talking to each other that just happen to be obsessed with supernatural. And that's just exactly. <laughs> and then we let everyone else tap the phone and listen to us, basically. But, um, <laughs> and we're three very different people, so we get very opinionated. And one of us will like one moment, and one of us will hate a moment. And it's, it is very, right. we try to be very honest and real in our podcast. What, so. what, did you, what did you think of the finale? What was your true opinion about the finale? I really, I personally, I personally really liked it. it. Yeah, I um, did too. And we hardly ever agree on the same thing, but I think all of us <laughs> love this one. <laughs> that is true. We tend to be on very opposite ends of the spectrum for episodes. But um, for me, I thought the episode worked really well. Um, I mean, in terms of your scenes, you could almost feel that there was something behind Rowena where she was like, how, even though she makes the deal for the, for the Codex, she has no reason to trust them, even though mm-hmm. they're saying, okay, mm-hmm. we make the guess, well, we accept your deal. So you have yeah. to know that she's calculating a backup plan, but I was yeah, not expecting her to, yeah. you know, put the attack dog spell on Cass and go after yeah. Crowley like that. And so yeah. uh, I enjoyed that twist of it. And I, I think the whole episode came together really well. Cool. I, I think, I mean, I think I just came to me when you were saying that I think Rowena is so streetwise, mm-hmm. isn't she? It's just like she would never not have something up her sleeve. One of, my favorite shots, one of my favorite shots from the whole season was when Rowena is so disappointed with Crowley and she leaves. Oh, uh, that, that's one of my favorite bits. Thank you. That's one of my favorite moments. Oh, yay. Moments. That, that speech that you that you that you have yeah. Rowena give with her disappointment, and then the the next shot we see of her is walking down that street alone with her bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a great speech, and then a, and then a gorgeous shot afterwards. And I thought, I think that's yeah. the moment when we really, when as viewers, Rowena yeah. came together. Yeah, and that's so that episode I was talking about that Rashad did that shot. Um, it was so cool to shoot that because we cleared, that's a street in Vancouver and it's a street near where I stay when I'm up there. So it was cleared. And to have that street, you know, to have a street to walk down with um, a camera up on a crane as an actor, you know, with your bags, what it's one of those kind of moments you live to do as an actor. And um, I love shooting that. And yeah, for me, that was, I tried, tried really hard with Rowena to give her depth and not just make her be bad and shallow and nasty, you know, try, you know, there's, you know, for somebody to have been on the run for 300 years, you know, what went on that she couldn't love Crowley? And, you know, it's so interesting. That's why I love the story now that's coming in with Oscar. Um, you know, it's so interesting. She left Crowley, she, you know, Fergus. Um, she left him. He was eight. And the next thing is she, you know, she's saved by this family and somehow she is able to able to love this other eight-year-old boy. It's so interesting. I, I'm, I'm so interested to see where the writers go with that. And I, I, I'm, that, that episode you were talking about, I was so grateful for, for um, the kind of depth that was allowed there and working with Mark in that scene when he kicked me out. That was one of my favourite moments as well, the bit when he touched my face and... You know, the real you know, the real thing though that they just can't quite get it together to trust each other and care about each other at the same point in time that they let each other down. It's so true of so many um parent children relationships, I think. And uh so I'm glad that you like that bit. that's cool. <laughs> it's one of my favorite bits too. <laughs> we have to talk about Rowena's 
style. Oh my gosh, we oh. I think every, everybody's in love with Rowena's hair and makeup. And um did did you have um any say in her style, how it was chosen or um Kerry, um who who's head of um costume, um, is a fantastic designer and she had, she said to me, I think, um, we thought about, you know, um, Rowena's from a different place in time and they mentioned Angelica Houston and the Grifters, which I adored that idea. The only slight problem with that and me is I'm five foot two and ish. <laughs> and um, on my body, I'm not being like negative about myself. I'm just, you know, I think you get to an age, you know, what suits you. And I kind of said, well, I kind of, I would like longer gowns and things. So they did. They brought in all different types and lengths and styles of dresses. And then they take your picture and it gets sent off to Jeremy Carver, I think, makes the call on that. And I was so delighted when I went into my trailer on the morning um, of Girls, Girls, Girls. And I had this floor-length black, I think it's it was a maybe Ralph Lauren evening gown um, with the Diamante. And I was just like, Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel so comfortable in this and it, I feel like it suits my shape. Um and um it was so and it's kind of like a signature now where it does suit her. She is from a different time and era and it kind of it suits me physically, but I think it's it's a signature. Um there's not many other um witches there's lots of witches on T V just now, but there's not really many other witches that swan around in evening gowns. And I think it says a lot about her character. I'm I'm really happy in them. And then with makeup and hair, I Zabrina and Charmaine. Zabrina does makeup, and sometimes um, Trish and Charmaine mainly does my hair. And they work. Hopefully, we work together really well. They're my you know they're my best pals in the set really. And um, I'll go. I'll say to Charmaine, bigger, higher. <laughs> and I see the pictures. Maybe on Twitter she's back combing and back combing. I'm like bigger. Higher, <laughs> and Sabrina, I'm like more eyeshadow, more eyeshadow, <laughs> and, and we play together well. And so far, they've kind of let us away with whatever it is that we we kind of come up with, and we try and switch up for every every look, and have fun with it. And I I'm like I like to play with that, and they do too. So I think that it's nice for them. What they said is it's nice, you know, that they've got a girl. It's like play makeup when I come in rather than just, you know, they get the, the guys makeup in here to get kind of, you know, stretch, flex their muscles uh, when I'm there. And I love, I'm totally, it helps me with the character. It's really important to me. Um, the stuff like that's always important to me when I'm playing a role. And so, yeah, and it's nice maybe for the fans that there's a, you know, there's something like that they can cosplay, you know, get a red wig on, nice evening gown, high heels. <laughs> Do you ever cosplay? That's what I want to ask you guys. Do you ever cosplay? Uh, I, I but we have friends who do. I need to, uh, one of our friends, um, she actually tweeted today pictures of her 16-year-old daughter cosplaying as you. And I'll need to oh, cool. with, with Winchester Rose so you can see them because it, it was just fantastic. And um, one of my best friends who lives in she lives in the same city I do and we, we met online uh through Supernatural and we were like, Wait, you like the show? I like the show, let's go have lunch. <laughs> and now she's one of my best friends and her um she's going to the we're going to the convention in Dallas, we're driving down and oh, that's cool. her goal. Her goal is to cosplay as you and have so she's been practicing the makeup and she's been doing it all. Uh so 
That's that's Bye, her so goal cool. for Dallas. I, I hope to get her really uh, well, she wants any tips, you know, just send me a message. Um, oh, I, I hope to see. I, I hope to see some guys cosplaying as Rowena. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, that would be fun because we get a lot of females that cosplay as Sam, Dean, and Cass. Um, exactly, exactly. So it should be good if some guys that did Rowena. That would be fun. I would like that as well. Yeah, there's one girl who will cosplay as. She'll do. She'll cosplay as Sam, but she'll also cosplay as Jared. So that right. you know, she'll do the be- he'll do the beanie and everything, and she's actually oh. I've actually had to double take sometimes. I'm like, wait, because she is about six one ish anyway. Wow. So out of the corner of your eye, you do have to kind of double take. You're like, oh wait, you're not Jared. Okay. Has <laughs> <laughs> Jared met her? Has Jared, Jared seen her? He has. Yeah, he's done photo ops with her and everything. So that, that's so cool. It's really neat. It's really neat. It's really neat to see how people do it. Yeah, that's so fun. No, I didn't. I, I really didn't know playing stuff. I didn't know about it. I've never been to Comic Con. I didn't honestly understand what people were talking about. <laughs> and so that was one of the fun things uh, in Detroit. That was my first convention in America. My first day, a girl came up and she was dressed up as me, and I was like, "Right." <laughs> <laughs> which Which one of Rowena's gowns has been your favorite? Hmm, I like the it's not the most uh it's not the easiest to wear but i do think the red one was uh, yeah yeah i think that the 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 lady that went out shopping for that one i think she got like a, an award <laughs> for finding it in vancouver <laughs> you know a, a gown and uh it's not the easiest to wear as i said it's got a train and it's, i think it's be stuck on because it's there's hardly any material to hold it in the back or anything but i do think that probably it's, it's up there for sure. Um, it's definitely the most one of the most striking ones. Um, there's been a lot of nice ones, and um, yeah, I don't know if they'll they'll come back. You know, if, if I'll wear them again. Um, it's quite interesting that they, they buy sometimes four versions uh, of it because there might be a stunt version, and one in case one needs to be washed for the stunt person, or one to be washed for me. Sometimes there's four. Um, and sometimes you can't wear a dress that they like because they could only get one copy and, you know, there might be fluids in the scene, um, you know, blood and stuff. So it's, it, yeah, it's, there's a lot of work, a lot of thought and effort goes into the, the costumes, I think, for women especially. And there was a great question on Twitter. Let me see. Uh, yes, here it is. It's from um, Marina underscore BY. Um, she wants to know what personal qualities of Rowena do you admire and dislike the most? Okay, I like um, I like her lack of apology. She doesn't apologize. Um, I think as women, we're brought up to be good girls, aren't we? And it's, I have to try and stop myself. Sorry, you know that way even somebody else bumps into you and you say sorry. <laughs> Maybe it's a British thing as well. Um, so I like the fact that Rubina, you know, she she makes her choice and she does it and she doesn't apologize. Um, she doesn't seem to look back in that way. I, I think that's. Um, I mean, it's borderline psychotic. Um, she doesn't care at all, but um, I, I I admire that. And the thing I dislike about her. I found this the you know the the bit where she self harmed she mutilated herself. I that I, I had to get my head around that 
to me that was like not mm, that's a you know what I mean that's a very manipulative thing to do um to, and I don't think I could manage you know to, to do something like that to myself to get a certain response from someone that's pretty I mean I, I feel like that's pretty low um but you know that just shows you how determined she is um she's willing to do whatever it takes so I have mixed feelings um but I I love I love playing her so much but even to play that scene where I'd done that to myself was out so much fun you know, to be standing in front of, front of Mark and playing Crowley, you know, standing in front of him going, don't you care when Dave Winchester did this to your mother? And he doesn't. He does a little bit, but then he doesn't. And, you know, to play that, God, what can I do now? This didn't work, you know. So it's still, even though I maybe didn't approve of it as a, a feminist or a woman, um, I still was. I still enjoyed playing it. So there's not much I don't like about the I suppose, is what I'm saying. I, I even love her faults and her weaknesses. I pretty much love everything about her. Mm. Um, yeah, what do you think? What do you what do you what do you think about all that? I I think I completely agree with you on what you like and dislike about her. I'm the I'm the same. I like that she's tough and stands up and just she knows what she wants and she goes and gets it no matter what. But then yeah, I also the scene where she um you know made herself look like Dean had beat her up to make Crowley upset. I yeah I agree with you there that that part upset me too so I think I would agree with you on everything there. Cool, that's what we like. Rowena <laughs> would like that. <laughs> For me, it's it's part of that scene, but in an overall aspect with Rowena, it's that kind of like what I said about the finale is that Rowena seems to always have a backup plan, even if she hasn't already calculated it. Mm-hmm. She she has this ability to go. You know, like in that moment, she her goal was to kill Dean. That didn't work. Okay, mm-hmm. immediately she's got something else up her sleeve. Yeah. Because you're just not going to take Rowena down. She's not going yeah. to roll over. And I like that yeah. because especially, you know, especially being a, a female character on a male-dominated cast, mm. uh, it's good to see her do that and also in a way where you know, we, we talked about, I mean, you're gorgeous and you've got this amazing makeup and the hair and the and the clothes, but that's not anything Rowena actually uses. It's just yeah, her style. Yeah. And I love that about yeah. the character. I love that she doesn't manipulate in that way. She manipulates with her power and her brain. I think that's a really good point, actually. And um, I did have a little bit of fun, um, and I haven't actually, I couldn't... Um, stream the episode so I was live tweeting um, or definitely you know trying to but wasn't seeing it you know the and um, when, where I'm with Misha and we're having a little chat um, and I'm like oh you know we're wasting time in here <laughs> like Rowena's been slightly interested in Castiel you know she's there's you know it's not that she's not sexual or she's not flirtatious but you're right she doesn't it's not her weapon of choice which is so often written. That's how women, it's not the actresses, we women are written that that's what they resort to or that's what they have to use. And I think that's a really good point. It's like she uses her wits uh, and her skill, magic's a skill. Um, So she uses her wits and her skill and her determination and her bloody-mindedness to to get what she wants. That's a really good point. 
Yeah. I think that's why the women watching the show like her as well, maybe. Yeah, with that reminds me of one of a character that looks that cares about how she looks. She's well groomed and she's well put together, but it's not her it's not her fallback. And I find I mean the only time we ever see her yeah. sort of in a in a sexual way is when Crowley walks in on her and she's because she's painting the runes on herself, <laughs> and so she is naked. Yeah. But because it's her son, there's no sexual connotation to it. Mm-hmm. And I just I I find that especially for the criticisms that Supernatural gets, mm. I really, really enjoy that they never have taken it there with her. And I, I really like Yeah, that. like, she's dressing for herself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. I mean, yeah, and um, I do think um, I Mark has mentioned a, um, a scene where I think he was getting a massage. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I was like, I do think, you know, you know, She's had an or- she's been in an orgy, she's been around the block. I do think that it would be fun to have a mirror scene where I'm getting a massage of some really hot <laughs> <laughs> But that's just for me to film it. Uh so yeah, um you put your But she would be right. doing think- it for herself and that's the good thing. Yeah. Would it be doing it yeah. for any other reason than herself? And so I do like yeah. they've established her as a woman who is comfortable with her sexuality and stands by her sexuality but it's not yeah. a weapon for her it's it's for yeah. herself absolutely and i think and, that's um, really cool it is really cool and that's what she had um not in, it's not what she had in common with charlie but you know there was you know there there was you know sexually progressive that little comment that was made um there were things you know that you know she she, she wouldn't judge another woman for what she did or any other anybody for what they would do in that way i think there's a lack of a lack of um judgment and in a good way mm-hmm. from rowena do you know what i mean like she would be li- like almost live and let live with any choice anyone exactly. would meet yeah and that's a good thing apart from if it came to like maybe maybe well even with animals because there was a thing where um i, um, I was commenting on another uh with agnes <laughs> you know she's mad as a hatter um, uh-huh. I, I I I love that scene since you bring it up between Charlie and Rowena that whole the whole in, interaction the two characters have because it is the Rowena was the first character to strip Charlie down mm. and when you see the parallels and the show is so much about the gray area versus yeah. good you know just straight up good versus evil the show has yep. evolved into a much more gray area. And I love that Rowena was telling her, you know, you think we're so different, but we're really, really not. Yeah. And it was a really well-written and well-played scene by both you and Felicia, the way you you tell her, and it's not an attack, it's very matter-of-fact. And that, and that was directed by Bob, that was directed by Bob Singer, and I think Eugene mm-hmm. and, and Brad Buck, am I saying the names right, because I've not got it in front of me. Um, it was well, very well written. I agree. Uh, I really enjoyed. It was quite a big scene. There was four of us in it, and quite a lot of dialogue. And you know, but it was so. It was very well written. I, I agree. I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed that bit you're talking about, and for the reasons that you're saying, and and the, there's 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 depth and um, shade, and makes people think twice. Uh, I also I think there's something to be had. You know, this um, I lay with a non-magic. I think there's something there. I think that's where you know that we're talking about not using sex as a weapon. I think there's something there where Rowena might have been vulnerable. 
in love uh, in the past, but that's just my, it's not been written yet and we've not gone there, but I mean, that'd be another area I'd be interested to explore, you know, because maybe it wasn't true that he was conceived at a winter solstice orgy, maybe that was just a lie and, you know, maybe there's some story there um, some more vulnerability there to do with our past and in love, I think, maybe. What do you think? <laughs> not to change the sub, uh, not to change the subject. Um, but I think it's a time delay on Skype. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, just real quick, our Susan, our co-host, who wasn't able to be here, she had a quick question. Um, oh, she sure. says Rowena used uh, quite a few Scottish words and sayings. Were they scripted, or did you ad lib them? I um I will usually turn turn up and um like there was a word say for example um in the middle of something I'm saying in that scene I think um where I'd mutilated myself where I said you know those rubes had you on a leash and it's a really good word and a really good line and I just for me as a Scottish person I was like you know we would say something like tumshy and so I'll say you know I think it was uh. Was it Rashad was directing that? But I'll say, you know, could could I do a take where I say Tumshi and explain what it is? And they usually, because it's so well rounded, the show and so well written, everyone knows it. So you know, it, they can afford to let you do that and say something. You know, they can afford to let you try that. And so yeah, I do. I mean, I suppose that maybe I'm a little bit of a Scottish consultant because <laughs> I am the only one that's Scottish there. So I do. Um, I take. I don't just do it willy nilly. I don't deliberately change things just for the sake of changing them. But I just, if I see an opportunity for a really, what I think is an interesting Scottish word or an interesting, like that, but you know, it's a bit early or just something that I feel is, I will definitely um, like suggest it. And then sometimes it gets kept, sometimes it doesn't. But I, I love the fact that um, I can do that. I love it, especially for the British fans. <laughs> you know, they pick up on things like that, and um, they'll say to me, "I love the fact that you said total fannies. We love it." You know, and uh, and I love the fact that the American or you know people from other places in the world go, "What's this word bampot? What does this mean?" And I love the fact that I'm bringing the word bampot <laughs> to, uh, to North America. I, I get a lot of pleasure out of that, and it's so fun. You know, it's so fun to play. I, th- I suppose that's the amazing thing about Rowena and being a supernatural, just how much. You get to play, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really grateful for for all for that chance and, and the fact that they don't sack me. <laughs> no, you can't say that. It's, it's it, great that they let me do it. It's funny because when when Rowena first the characters first getting introduced, and there's a lot of talk on Twitter like, you know, her her accent's really good. I wonder what she really sounds like and all this and. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge Peter Capaldi fan, and I was like, oh no, um, she's really yeah, She's really yeah. Scottish. That's real. <laughs> I, I I met him once. I met him to see a play I was in at the Citizen Theatre in Glasgow, and uh, he's lovely. But um, the funny, I'll tell you the funniest thing. And Travis always, Travis, uh, you know, um, who plays Cole, um, mm-hmm. Travis always takes the mickey out of me because the funniest thing I've ever read about myself in the show was that my Scottish accent was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, you just you cannot know. please all of the people all of the time. That just can't happen. Uh, so Travis always says to me, work hard on the accent. Try harder with your accent. In season three, we had a character played by, uh, the character Bella in season three, played by Lauren Cohan, who's now on The Walking Dead. And mm. she's 
American, but she grew up in England. So her English accent is, is authentic. That's what she mm. grew up with. And she came on the show and she used her real accent. And people were like, her English accent is horrible. God, I wish she had it. Mm-hmm. She, she was like, she was the same thing. She was like, that's my voice. Yeah, that's really fun. <laughs> I know. I know. It's fun. I'm just glad. I'm really just really glad I'm not getting a lot of, I don't understand what you're saying. Because that, you know, that's not very nice. Do you know what I mean? I'm glad there's not a lot of that. that Everyone seems to kind of understand what I'm saying. Because, you know, that would be bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think the good thing about, like, with America, especially, you know, it's an American, it's a primarily American show, even though eventually the whole world watches it. But, you know, it's an American show. But Americans, we do tend to be, we do kind of, like, want to gobble up English and Scottish television as well. We've we've all kind of picked up the ear for it, and you know we've especially with fans of Supernatural, you have um, a lot of people who came from watching like older shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where uh, yes. there were characters that had actual British accents, and then we had American actors that did fantastic British accents as well. So um, I think um, the good this good thing is Americans we do kind of tend to pick up a, a slight ear for it, and then once yep. we do, we just kind of want more of it. Do you know what? Well, greedy, you're just we're, so generous. We're Americans that way. No, you know what? You guys are really generous because you're like, oh, I love your accent, and it's like it's different from what, how we sound, and not every country is like that. Sometimes the places are like, you know, you're not from here. It's not, you know. And I have to say that I feel like the response um, I've had in America and the opportunities I've had in America, I feel like there's a huge generosity of spirit. And um, I'm slightly, you know, there's a whole British thing. Um, the Brits are taking over Hollywood. And I'm like, shh, shh just, can we just do it quietly? Because we're there as guests in America. You know, we're so lucky to be there. And just, like, not make such a big song and dance about all the roles we're taking, you know, fly under the radar <laughs> a little bit more. Um, because, you know, it's just so generous um, and of, of America and Americans to let us be there. I'm so grateful. I have my green card now and I'm... It wasn't easy to get it. I, I, try, I had to try twice and then get it the first time. Um, so it's, it means a lot for me to be allowed to be there and to work there. And I feel like I get the further away I go from home, the more successful I am. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep going, <laughs> keep traveling. Yeah. Wait, you both live in different places. You live in different. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Kentucky. And I'm in Texas. And, yeah. So you're from and where the guys are from. Yeah, well, okay. that's when, you know, you mentioned accent. It's funny because, you know, like you said, you know, there was a criticism of your accent, but the same thing with Americans. Like, Jared Jensen and I are all from the same state. We all grew up in Texas, and now we all still live in Texas. So we, I lived in, I live on the, I live on the complete other side of Texas, and I've squashed my accent a lot. I don't sound overly mm-hmm. Texan. Um, y'all. So, you know, we're all from the same. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a terrible yaller, though. I can put y'all in like y'all. seven times in one sentence. And, uh, I actually had a friend who made fun of me. I had left a comment on Jared's Facebook, one of Jared's Facebook posts. And a friend commented and said, Could you fit y'all in more times? I think I put y'all in four times in one sentence. And I was like, Oh, good Lord. <laughs> but um, I, that's why, you know, I. I think it's funny when people criticize accents where it's like, 
you know, you can be from the same state or, you know, not everyone in Scotland sounds exactly the same because everything gets regional as well. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's really, it changes every five miles in Scotland because it's such a small, you know, we're, we're so condensed. It, honestly, mm. somebody from Falkirk will say, you know, you're, you're not from here, you're from Bonnybridge because you're from a village five miles along the road. You sound different. It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, with Scotland and England, I mean, I've noticed, you know, you'll take a small, you know, I'm from this town, you, people sound completely different. And so I always find Absolutely. that fascinating when people criticize accents. I'm like, no, you, you don't know. <laughs> I, not yeah. all New Yorkers do that. I can't even do New York accent, but. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm doing an American accent. I'm doing a short film. I'm going to Virginia in a couple of weeks. And I'm so excited. I'm near the Blue Ridge Mountains and I've never been there. So I'm going to have to do my American accent. So I hope everyone's very kind and gentle with me. <laughs> Get some tips from y'all. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't criticize because, like I said, uh, enjoying your accent and being a, a huge Peter Capaldi fan. If I ever tried to say person the way a Scottish person says person, which is my favorite, which is my favorite thing, uh, I would sound ridiculous. So. <laughs> People, I, I love the fans seem to, um, like, the way I say the Winchesters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see all the we love the Winchesters. <laughs> I love saying it, too. I love saying it, too. <laughs> um, speaking of, I love Rowena's contempt for the Winchesters because everybody else, you know, when, I don't know how much you've gone back on the show, but when mm-hmm. Cass is introduced, he's very... Uh, he he want, he doesn't he wants Sam dead for for a long time, and he's kind of neutral about Dean, and Crowley mm-hmm. you know is evil and wants them dead, and then eventually everyone just kind of accepts them. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah, I love that. Like, God, I yeah. can't stand them. They're everything that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I mean, I to begin with, I was thinking about the witch hunts in Scotland, and these these guys were hunters, you know, and I was taking it from that angle, you know, I was. Oh, probably a little bit afraid, you know. Um, you know, it's not a good thing to be in the vicinity of a hunter and all the resentment and all the stuff that I would have seen if I was around 365 years ago or however many years. So I came at it from that angle, like, well, rightly so. You know, women were burnt at the stake and drowned and all kinds of stuff. Um, a lot of it by the church and things. So a lot of that's based on some kind of um, reality, I think. And um, so I came at it from that point of view. And, I, you know... I, I love calling Sam Samuel and, you know, Dean, you know, Dean it's this bromance that's happening. They're softening up my son, you know, my Crowley's relationship to them is a bad thing because it's making him soft. I wasn't wrong about that because he does care about No, them. not at all. So, no. I, you know, I was right in a way that they were, so my resentment was from that point of view. Um, but, yeah, yeah, what you're saying is cool. And, yeah, my, I loved when and Castiel came into it for me because, it's that thing, and I think I said it at the con the other week. It's like, you know when you see like a thing with wings on, and you want to like, you want you one of those like horrible kids that wants to pull the wings off and see what it's made of. <laughs> and uh, I suppose that was how Rowena was seeing uh, Castiel in the first place. Is he's this fascinating creature that rejected heaven? You know, this is an angel that rejected heaven. It's so you know, kind of fascinating to her. And there's a little bit of flirtation with him as well. It's so much, to, it's so much fun playing with the guys. 
and I think there's a lot of scope to change, you know, to change how you feel about working with with Sam and, and with Dean, you know, I think there's a, it could go, as you're saying, it can change the way it's changed for, for Misha's character and it's changed for Mark's character, you know, who knows? Maybe she'll, maybe she'll start to fancy one of them. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably, that's probably the most dangerous thing you can do as, an, uh, as a character, I think, <laughs> as a female uh, character. Probably, probably. Yeah. yeah. But, um, one of my favorite things is that scene where um, Sam, Charlie, and Castiel are all saying they're going to do it for Dean. And then Rowena says, I barely know the man. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a great punchline to be given. And uh, on set, um, Bob Singer was like, more, can, more derision. Can you say it with more derision? And so I said it was as much derision as I could possibly muster. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a great, a, it was a great punchline to be given. And uh, it was a lot of fun to do it. It was a lot of fun. And, and Dad had made a comment about it as well. He said, um, because Bob Singer, he really laughed. You know, you can see him kind of shaking and shortly. He's trying not to laugh out loud because of the sound, you know, when you're filming. And you can see him, his shoulders kind of shaking and laughing. And um, Dad said, you know, Ruth, when, um, when Bob Singer laughs like that, you know, usually you get a series regular contract. <laughs> Dad, I was like, Thank you, Dad. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Can you say it more often and louder? Uh, so yeah, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But um, yeah. Anyway, it's really it's so amazing to talk to you guys. I I have to go because my auntie's 80th birthday. Uh, oh, happy birthday! Yeah, she's she my dad. Birthday hug from us. Yeah, I I will do. I will do. And then I'm flying to LA tomorrow, so. It's, I'm a bit sad, actually, just now in Scotland. I feel like I'm saying goodbye to everyone again, but it's to go back to LA, so it's it's a good thing. Uh, it was Thank really nice talking so to much. you guys. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And, yeah, keep in touch. Thank you for joining me. us. And we can't yeah. wait to see what you bring us next season. I, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> keep a minute. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Ruth. Bye. Bye-bye. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We had a great time talking with Ruth about her Roa's Rowena. Um, tune in on the 30th. We're going to have a special uh, roundtable podcast all about Season 10. We'll be having a few of our friends on as guests, um, Clarissa from Screen Fad and Tina from TV Goodness. And we're going to have superfan Amanda on to help discuss Season 10 with us. Anything else we need to mention, Benny? No, just to clarify, it'll be the 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So that's 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then, you know, other places you might be, you know, Google. Uh, <laughs> Google your time frame. Uh, but, yes, just wanted to make sure that we got the time in. Um, we may or may not take callers during that episode. It depends on how it flows because there will be a lot of voices going on uh, with just uh, the people there. So we will keep you updated on details for that. Uh, quick uh, reminder that Represent is trying to get shirts out. They're trying, they're trying, and totes and everything. So slow shipping, slow rollout. Um, 
but once again, we can't control it, so we uh, encourage you to contact Represents Customer Service or tweet them. At we have yes, yeah, we haven't even gotten things we've ordered, so uh, yeah, I haven't gotten uh, my shirt. My mother hasn't gotten her shirt yet, so uh, just bear with them. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. A couple things. Um, for people who noticed that there was a label change on the shirt, um, a few people did email and ask uh, because the rep, the shirts originally the tag was JXJ. Uh, it is now changed to ASK and it was, AKS. was made AKS. I always do that. Like that little tiny bit of <laughs> away from away everybody. from keyboard. Yes, Not away from it's that little bit of dyslexia that lives in everybody's brain. Um, uh, it was a decision that was made to maintain the coherency of the brand. So don't flip out. It's the same sentiment, um, but it's just, you know, branding choices that were made by people involved. Um I think if there's any other housekeeping, season is over, but uh, we will still be doing Tea Tuesday. Uh, no, we won't. <laughs> well, no, we have a lot of T-shirts. That's what I'm saying. We may not be doing it as regularly, but we've got a lot of T-shirts. Right. They, yeah, they won't oh. be the Chasey Gurney. They won't be the Chasey Gurney ones. Yeah, we won't be doing the. We won't be doing. That's what I meant. Sorry, I should have been clear. Okay, okay. We won't okay. be doing the. We won't be doing the original episode shirts. But we'll still be doing T-shirt giveaways. They'll just be. Um, Vintage styles? Sure, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> they'll be vintage styles. Uh, I should have been clear about what I meant in terms of that. Um, no problem. I think that's about it. Uh, so, yes, everybody, you have a week to tap, rewatch season 10 and join us for a listen on our Roundtable podcast. And thank you, everyone who's listening right now. If you're listening live at a weird time, super appreciate it. If you are listening to the recording, super appreciate it. And we really appreciate Ruth for calling in for us all the way from Scotland. We really, really appreciate it and had such a fun time talking to her. She's fantastic. So I hope and we get to see her at some American conventions where we can go. Yes, I, I think she signed up for Chicago. I'm not sure about. And I don't I think she, <laughs> And she signed up for Vegas next year. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, let me be more specific. I like her at the cons I'm going to. I was trying to not be selfish. <laughs> okay, okay. Just going to put that out there. Creation, and you are not listening, but uh, Vancouver, Dallas, uh, Pasadena, those would all be good times for me. Thanks. And Susan, we miss you. Wish you could have joined us, but we know that work was in the way. Yeah. But um, we will have Susan back with us on Saturday for our regular uh, time. Well, not regular time, but more regular time. So uh, (laughs) you'll get to hear her thoughts in the finale. And um, I think that'll do it for us. I'm going to go get some breakfast because it is... Only 11 o'clock in the morning for me. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And we'll let the boys play us out. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.